So if I were on the islands, I would say to you, Aloha Kako, which means Aloha to you all. So I'm so unbelievably happy to be here today and to be with you. And for those of you who don't know me, and I know there are a few of you, I'm Mary Grace Orr. And I guess I'm told that 30 years ago, <laughs> I don't remember that part anymore, you know. Uh, so it really is delightful. I have to say, though, that you folks, most of you don't win the prize because there's somebody here that I knew back in the days when I was in my first marriage, and our children were in the same alternative school in Santa Clara together. So that's, well, my daughter's about 53 now or 54, <laughs> so that's even more than 30. It's amazing. So, yeah, really good to be here and really good to have spent the week with Bob up at um, Spirit Rock. We've been hanging out with the 32 parts of the body, and so, I don't know, how's your spleen? <laughs> what does the spleen do? And actually, I want to just, um, this, you know, we talked, Mary Grace and I talked about this over a year ago, and it was planned that we would do the 30-year celebration today, and I am just so happy that Mary Grace is here. And Mary Grace is the founder of Inside Santa Cruz, 30 years ago. I'm going to just give it to you. I didn't know I was founding anything. Here we are, 30 years later. That's how it goes. So we thought we would start the afternoon with a bit of a sit. And so I think most of you are familiar with sitting practice, maybe a few of you not. Um, so just to hang out with the breath and the awareness of the sitting body, that's enough instruction for any set. And I will tell you my most favorite thing to work with right now. We often give our attention from our head. We're so used to being in our minds and in our brains. See if you can move your attention down into the heart. And if you know the heart math people up in Los Gatos, this is going to sound familiar. And be aware from the heart and not from the head. It sounds a little woo-woo, it probably is. And it's very interesting and I find it very helpful. So that's, I only get to come here once in a while, so I gotta put in my <laughs> suggestion where I can. So let's sit.
to celebrate, to honor 30 years of Inside Santa Cruz of um, teaching the Dharma. And it's really amazing to say we have not charged one cent in 30 years. Everything here is, is the manifestation of goodwill. It's really quite phenomenal. Just taking that in, and um, so happy that yes, Mary Mary Grace is here. We just got done uh, teaching a retreat at um, Spirit Rock, thirty-two parts of the body. So if all of a sudden you hear head hair, body hair, yeah. nose, teeth, skin coming out of our mouths, um, <laughs> and very happy to have um, Carla and Gil here, and Jason, and um, thank you so much for coming. And there was a few others that wanted to come. Uh, Dan and Kim are at Insight Retreat Center in the midst of a two-week retreat. And Richard Shankman was coming till up to two days ago, and uh, some other things happened, and he was unable to come. And Bruce and Jill really wanted to come. I have actually some notes to read from them, mm -hmm. but on Thursday, Bruce had a, a successful hip Yay. replacement surgery. And... Um, yeah, so he's in recovery, and um, I'll read a little bit from them in a little bit. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for coming, and, you know, as well as uh, those that I've just named, I, I'd like to also just maybe invite uh, other teachers or facilitators that are here inside Santa Cruz maybe to stand. So we want to just see who you are and acknowledge you. Thank you so much. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Well done, well done, well done. And there's um, sit leaders, because without sit leaders, it takes a village to uh, operate a 
Insight Meditation Center. And so there's many sit leaders that volunteer their time to come to hold a noon sit or other sits. And, and would any of the sit leaders that are here please stand? want to acknowledge you. Thank you very much. And it takes uh, board members to help uh, to run Insight Santa Cruz and the governance and everything else. And with the board, any board members, please stand. And Mary Grace is saying, and I think it'd be wonderful. How about former board members, please stand? Yeah. Yeah. And any volunteers? <laughs> so, I, yeah. Thank you so much. I, I actually counted on, um, we have like an Excel sheet, and there's a hundred volunteers to, to get from checking the mail to cleaning the toilet to the thousands of things that happen. There's like a hundred volunteers that keep this place going on an operational level. So let's give a hand to all the volunteers. Marcy just walking in the room. I wonder if there's a way you can come up front here somewhere. Marcy's our Qigong and Thursday night sit teacher. She's just coming back from Square Rock as well. She taught with us for the week. Mary Grace and I were um, on the way down um, sharing part of the story of how Insight Santa Cruz came to be. And um, it's, a, it's a really wonderful story. And I would love to just pass the mic and hear a bit of it. I don't think, we, I don't think you have to pass. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just leave okay. it like this. Hmm. Once upon a time. <laughs> in a faraway galaxy. In a darkest, yeah, in a faraway galaxy. <laughs> so, um, hmm. Gil's here, so he can help. So we started teacher training in 1989, right? In the fall of 1989, so 30 years ago. I don't think you'll mind. Oh, no mind. No mind. All right. So give me the other one. It's on. It's on. Closer to your mouth. Yeah. We'll just we'll just do it this time. Um. So this was 1989, and we started teacher training, and um. Jack said, it'd be a really good idea if you had a sitting group to read. Right? So up until that time, when, when, as I started practice in the mid-80s, uh, for a while there were dueling sitting, sitting groups going on in Santa Cruz. There was one at somebody's house down by the beach. And then there was one at Jonathan Westfall's house, some of you may know him, where we had a little tiny sitting group. and. For the bell, we had a pot lid and a wooden spoon. And I think actually for one of our anniversary celebrations, he managed to bring the same old pot lid and whether it was the same wooden spoon or not. So by the time I started to teach, it had moved into the home of Dennis Mitchum and Lynn, whose last name is escaping me. Gordon. Gordon, thank you. 
and um, and they lived at the time, I don't know, maybe they still do, on the square in front of Holy Cross Church. So it wasn't a big leap as I began to think about leading a group to think, well, it'd probably be better if it were in a public space, and we were really close to the Zendo. So I approached the folks at the Santa Cruz Zendo and said, would you mind? And they were quite gracious about it and said no. Uh, I mean, yes. Nobody would have loved. It has been a long week. I am getting old, so once in a while. So we began to meet at the Santa Cruz Endo on Thursday nights. Thursdays have been in place ever since, ever since. And it was a really hot night if we had 10 people. So I'm curious, who was part of the early, early group at the Santa Cruz Endo? I'm looking at Juan, Heidi, and Brian. Yeah. 95. Yeah, 95. Well, we'll count 95. So there are a number of people here who were. I know Heidi was the first person who collected money at the event. And um, so and, and we weren't paying them a whole lot of money. I think we needed to pay them. $25 a month. $25 a month. It was, it was low rent, the low rent district. And um, so we continued there for quite some time. And somewhere along the way, somebody said, well, you know, I can't make Thursday nights. I'd like to have another set. So we began with a noontime set. And by that point, I had met a wonderful woman who has since passed named Nicola Geiger. And um, she was an astounding being who had grown up in Nazi Germany and escaped. And lots and lots of stories to tell. Her bell is probably around here someplace. Yeah, I think she's on the table. So she offered her space. She lived at the Resource Center for Nonviolence. And so we met there on Friday noons. And I honestly do not remember why Friday noons morphed into Tuesday noon, but they did. And maybe we decided it was a good idea to have it all at the Zen Center. Who knows? But we did. And so that's how some of you I know are longtime Tuesday noon sitters. And so we started being at the Zen Center on Tuesday noon. And then, what happened in the 90s? One of the Iraq wars, right, I think? And all of a sudden, with political turmoil beginning, which I think has never ended, um, our attendance began to go way up. And it got really crowded in Lizendo. And it got to the point where people were looking in the door and seeing how crowded it was, and they would walk away. So we didn't want that particularly. And so we began to talk about, could we possibly afford a new place? So um, we began to look around, and Alice Terrell was key in the search for a place, which I think she was also in the search yeah. for this place. Yeah. If it's real estate and dharma, Alice is your person. And we started to fundraise. and. Miraculously and wonderfully, we raised enough money, and we found 1010 Fair, and we remodeled it. California. I forgot. See? It's good, I got you. It's very good. We moved, that's right, we left the Zendo, we moved into the California Street Place, Parish Hall of the Methodist Church. And um, it, was a, it was not the easiest time for this particular song. We had a bit of upheaval, but the 
up, the result of the upheaval was we decided we really did incorporate. And that's when we incorporated as a 501c3, which was a very good move. And, um, and then it was after that in 2000, I think we started to think about moving around 2004, because we moved down in 2005. And were you the board president then? She was, yeah, inside. So we moved into 1010 Fair. And then after a while, James Barris said to me once, he said, you just got this place going and now you're moving to Hawaii. What is this? <laughs> but I think, actually, I am delighted that I got it going and then it felt like it was in very good hands. And I was thinking last night as I lay in bed, I thought, well, you know, I was, I was really with it for about 20 years. I left in um, 2011. And you know, when your children get to be 20 or 21, you don't keep them at home, right? And so you send them away to college or work or travel or whatever. And of course, children don't always do quite things quite the way you did them either. Um, but you have to kind of take that chance. And if you've raised them properly, usually trust that it won't be too bad. So it has been actually a great joy to see Insight Santa Cruz actually shifted from being Vipassana Santa Cruz to Insight Santa Cruz, and to see it continue to grow and blossom. Um, and I was actually extraordinarily touched when we first got together at Spirit Rock, and Bob was sort of bringing me up to date, and he said, you know, there was a board meeting just recently. and. Everybody seated in this circle. This was a teacher's meeting. It's a teacher meeting. Oh, all right. Teacher meeting. It's going to the board meeting tomorrow. It's, oh, it's going to the board meeting. Can I tell them? Yep. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it was a teacher meeting. And the agreement was that the Dharma is the center and the heart of insights and views. That's what it's about. And it's that vision of the Dharma, I think, that is so important. Of being able to meet all people of every shape, size, gender, color, ethnicity, age, if I missed anything. And whatever has been, been missed, right? <laughs> because it, all of those people are suffering, right? And so the Buddha was really teaching the ending of suffering. And so the Dharma is all about waking up and coming to an ending of suffering. So I think I'm going to end with my a really thumbnail sketch of my current favorite teaching point. This is last night's talk in one sentence. <laughs> so 13 and a half billion years ago, there was an event that we now call the Big Bang, right? And something happened. Who knows what? And time and space came into existence, and particles and gas, and things began to roll along, right? And they rolled along for about 8 billion years or so. And in that rolling along, stars formed, and planets formed, and this planet formed. And about 5 billion years ago, there started to be the beginning pieces of life on this planet. And that rolled along and rolled along and got 
fins and legs and eyes and mouths and ultimately became you. Right? One question that has come to me recently is, what if somewhere in all of the particles that are you, which were stardust at one point, what if there is some kind of elemental memory that at one point, 13 and a half billion years ago, we were all one? Because it's that view of not seeing self and the other, of not dividing that huge, wide view, which is exactly what the Buddha was pointing toward and which can bring the ending of suffering. So I will leave you with that little tiny bit of teaching, which took a lot more time last time. Just pause for a moment. That's uh, just to take that in. you and um, and so from 250 California Street to 1010 fair and being there for 10 years and then some exploration since our um, lease was coming up of whether to recommit or to find another place and so that this place we found out was available and um, I think initially uh, we said no but this was available for a long time. And so um, we revisited it. And I remember this uh, conference call with the board and some teachers, and it was actually in Arnold in the Sierra Foothills. We were going back and forth, listening, speaking with one another. And, and by a general consensus, some of us with hesitation, I being in the hesitant group, um, we could hear that there was very sincere interest of this possibility. So we said yes. <laughs> and um, we gave notice to our um, person who we rented from, and there was a date given of uh, when we could move in and they were beginning to do remodeling and then we found out after we'd given notice that it was going to take a number of extra months to move in here and we'd already given our notice and the landlord already found another person to rent our space and hmm, <laughs> what are we going to do and uh, actually I want to um, thank that the people that were going to rent 
which is a yoga studio, they were possibly open to having to sharing the space with us. But nevertheless, uh, Alice and Bill and all, thank you so much. Um, there happened to be a space next to Mobo Sushi, and the landlords here said, we'll give you that space for free, and you can come and stay there till however long it takes for this place to get ready, because there was some permit things going on. So we all, again, talked and sat, and we decided to go to the place next to uh, Mobo Sushi, which became belovedly known as Mobo Dharma. <laughs> and we were there for many months, not paying any rent, which was a very wise thing. And I'll never forget um, our last day at Inside Santa Cruz in 1010 Fear, and then I was coming to the Tuesday Noon Group. I was sharing this with Mary Grace on the way down. And I mean, I kind of knew that probably people would come, but there's nothing like people coming and being there and actually seeing that they came. And there was a part that was a little bit nervous. Would, would people come? Because So anyways, I remember that first Tuesday sit, and it was filled up. And I just like, oh, yes, we're in this together. It's about us, not about where we sit. And we actually made Mobo Dharma into a very loving space. And, uh, and we were there for quite a while. And then we've moved here. And it's been very wonderful with this move. And uh, as hesitant as I was, I do feel very clearly that this really was the right thing. And the accessibility of this being uh, available for people to get here, uh, wheelchair accessibility with an elevator and our bathrooms and doing you know whatever we can to make it as accessible as possible and still maintaining our... Um, all these teachings are offered freely. And speaking of, of being offered freely, um, for a number of years, uh, our uh, donations w was going down. And to a point when we were at fear of even the board discussing a little bit about what would it take to close Insight Santa Cruz, how much would it take, because we just weren't quite making enough. And actually with Karen Zellin, who was the, the chair of the board, I believe, at that time, and others, came up with this idea of uh, an annual pay it forward uh, pledge drive. And I'll never forget that first year we made a goal of $48,000 and we reached that goal. The second year we made a pledge of $60,000 and we reached that goal. The third year we made a pledge of, um, I think it was um, $70,000 and we made that goal. Last year, um, I think it was $80,000 and it was like a hundred and six thousand or three thousand dollars that was donated so it's uh, I mean I don't want to speak all about money but I I because but I you know it does take money to do this in our deep commitment to not charge anything and the, the faith and conviction of that and to ask the community and the community has stepped up with um, this type of support so deep bows to everyone that we can maintain the sense of goodwill and passing these teachings on. And again, um, yeah, with, with our teacher meeting a couple of weeks ago and we're having a board meeting tomorrow, just really um, in everything that we offer here, that, it, that it's central is this dharmic vision, dharma-centric teachings that come through everything that we do and all of the different groups and sittings, retreats, and, and, and so forth.
which I think also has, has never swerved from that, but just a recommitment and uh, clarity, um, inspiration. So I um, very touched with us all here today, and we're in the midst of a seven-year lease in this uh, place, and you know, no doubt we'll continue on. And um, yeah, as we look into the next 30 years, <laughs> the next uh, anniversary. Actually, we'll, we'll look at maybe the 35th. We'll go five, years at, five years at a time. But, but you know, if 30 years can happen, there's no reason why another 30 can't happen. But the next 2,600. And, and, and maybe the next, yes, thank you, Layla, the next 2,600. And maybe by that point, we, we didn't even have to talk about Donna. Like when I spent my time in Burma, I never heard one Donna talk. People just knew. This is how it is to support this. And so there may come a time where we don't have to say anything. You just know. And, but this is a matter of time of, of education. And wow, this is done by goodwill and it's passed on. And it becomes embedded into the culture. So uh, may that be so. May that happen. So maybe we'd love um, for what I'm going to actually offer us. Um, maybe we'll just do that now since we have our. Love it. We have to figure in the going on. Oh, yes. Should we do that right now? Seems like a good yeah. time after. Can we talk about it? Yes, and Kevin, you have the package that you brought in? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. Yeah. Let me see. Do you have a moment? No. There we go. So, of course, one of the other places I was a lot in the years I was here was up at Spirit Rock. And with an institution like that, um, just as in colleges, when you get old and they're ready to move you along, <laughs> you become emeritus. <laughs> so I'm now actually a teacher emeritus at Spirit Rock, which is a little strange. And it doesn't mean much except that I don't have to go to meetings, <laughs> which is good given where I live. And, um, and I can still teach retreats, although slowly we're being edged out. But um, a couple of years ago, when I became a graduate, they said, well, you know, we'd like to honor your time of being a teacher here. And so we would like to gift you with this beautiful the one thing, getting hold of, she's holding the Dharma wheel right here. And um, I wasn't sure where I was going to put her in my house. And then as I got ready to come here this time, because I'd never gotten her out of Spirit Rock, I thought, I could give her to Insight Sanctuaries. And what a wonderful thing, so she can be here. So she's coming to live with you, and I think you will probably treat her well, and she will probably gift you with all kinds of blessings in turn. So here she is. Happy birthday. Just for a little bit. Just for a little bit. Do you want to tell us what Guan Yin about Guan Yin? The, the, ba the basic teaching about Guan Yin is that she is a bodhisattva, and she's the bodhisattva of great compassion, and she reaches out to all the suffering beings in the world. One of the image I 
particularly love of her is she has a thousand arms. There's never a thousand in the pictures, but a lot. Each arm has an eye, each hand, the palm of the hand has an eye. So with that eye, with all those eyes, she's seeing the suffering, and there are tears from the eyes. So she weeps for the suffering of the world. So she's, you know, we're, don't get me started too much. Oh, Nicholas Bell. She would, she would love that. She'd love to ring the bell. Um, Theravada Buddhism is a very monastic, very male practice, which... Go ahead, say it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not my favorite thing about it right now. So I think it's wonderful to have some representation of the feminine. And the feminine rooted into the earth, which now we have rooted in, and um, who can be receptive and nurturing in a way that sometimes the masculine cannot. So that's a little bit about Kuan Yin. You can look her up, look her up on Wikipedia, there'll be lots there. So maybe it feels good since we're very close here, and I'd like to just pass the mic to, to, to Carla just to offer some Blessings, any, anything that you'd like to share. And I want to just really thank you so much for coming. And she's taught it inside Santa Cruz for a long time. And it's now teaching again here some, as well as with their own uh, groups. And thank you so much for coming. Well, um, thank you. I had to rush to get here. I was hot and sweaty, but now I feel great. <laughs> um, and uh, I didn't really plan on saying anything, but I will say something. And uh, an image came up to me as I was looking around at everybody. Um, I, I thought of refuge, and we're all familiar with the ref what refuge means in the Buddhist tradition, the Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha. And this place is a refuge. And that's uh, Dharma centers and Insight Santa Cruz as a refuge just um, really touches me. And I wanted to say a few words about the other use of the word refuge, which is as important to me, which is um, wildlife refuge. Mm. And I was just looking at photos. As some of you know, I'm a photographer, and I was looking at photos I'd taken at Merced Wildlife Refuge last year, year before, just today, actually. And um, what is that, a wildlife refuge? It's, it's where creatures can be in a supportive environment, in a place which is is where they're meant to meet, be, to live in harmony with each other, to not, to be safe from the encroachment of activities in the world that um, harm them or don't allow them to live freely. So when I was at Merced Wildlife Refuge was when the uh, sandhill cranes were coming. So. Mm. I'm sort of thinking of you of all as a flock of Santo cranes <laughs> that come here repeatedly to find refuge from a world that is often harsh and not conducive for really healthy living and, and deep inquiry and harmony among um, all of us. So, um, so this is not only a Buddhist refuge, it's a a wildlife animal refuge and it's a wonderful thing that we have right in the heart of Santa Cruz that we can um, come to and be restored and refreshed repeatedly. So, 
So it's great to be here, and I'm, I'm thrilled to be invited, and uh, thanks. Thank you. So I'd love to pass it on. Maybe we'll start down with Marcy, who we're getting the, the feminine. And um, Marcy's been teaching here for so many years. Just came back from Spirit Rock with us. Hi, everybody. <laughs> well, yeah, so, um, so I was lucky to be a part of the, the Tuesday's Endo group with Mary Grace, that's how I got involved in the Sangha. Um, and I just can't imagine life without, you know, inside Santa Cruz. I mean, just been, I would, you know, I was thinking as I was walking in the door that um, about coming back to Santa Cruz and, and not having this be here, you know, and not having a door to walk in, you know, and not having a, a Sangha to sit with and, and these teachings. Um, that feels so life-saving, and uh, and so you know we just I feel so fortunate to be able to have this community, and so grateful to Mary Grace and Bob for on the board uh, for keeping it going to generations of board members who have really put heart and soul and love and set aside their own feelings about things to try and work stuff out and just yeah so we, we've all made this happen and put our best into it and, and look yeah, here it is mm. it's really beautiful thank you thank you and we'll pass it on to jason who has taught at insight santa cruz for many years and so grateful came all the way from la to, to come up for this thank you sure well, this is my spiritual home Mm -hmm. So it's nice to be home. Mm -hmm. I was just reflecting on um, yeah, Tuesdays at the Zendo. I approached the Apostle of Santa Cruz like a feral dog, or maybe <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of in the back of the room. I popped into a Thursday and didn't see anyone that looked like me. Would pop in to a Tuesday and sit and then leave. Then one day, I uh, I don't know what happened. I went to a, a death and dying day long. There was this long, scraggly-haired, big-bearded guy with his eyes closed. And that was Bob. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved everything he had to say. Not <laughs> anymore. <laughs> I started, I started coming to Thursdays, and um, even though I felt a bit apart, I never received anyone feel like uh, treating me differently, and that uh, was really encouraging. And then eventually, Mary, you know, I caught Mary Grace's eye, and she would kind of whisk me up to the front of the room and be like, sit here, sit here. <laughs> That took me under her wing, and yeah, I'm very grateful for all that I've been given. I was thinking uh, these three, you three, are some of my early retreats were with the three of you, and I've, I've labeled you uh, Dharma characteristics. <laughs> you may agree. Bob Stahl, heart, metta. Bill Fronsdale, wisdom. 
Tanya. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was a toss-up. <laughs> but Mary Grace uh, has always shown me tons of discernment. Yeah. And I really just feel like discernment. I actually don't know the poly word for discernment. Panya. It is Panya also. Double But I've always felt that way. Um, that I, these are the teachings that I've received from the three of you. Mm. And I uh, respect you for that and will continue. Um, what else? Yeah, it's just an honor to be here. And it's a beautiful gift for this song there. So thank you. When you come back to Tuesday, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And now we're passing it to our cousin, our neighbor, our brother, our dear Dharma friend, Gil, who's, um, of course, with the Insight Retreat Center down the road. It's like about 10 minutes from here. And he's actually in the midst of a, teaching a two-week retreat. Thank you so much for coming out to being here. And I've always felt tremendously Gil's support when he was here, when, uh, when actually there was the... Uh, time of Mary Grace offering to me to become the guiding teacher and Gil's just so kindly he said you know whenever there's anything I can do to support you I always just feel all the time your, your support no matter what and just thank you you're, you're you know you're right here in Santa Cruz and just thanks so much for all your counsel and heart and wisdom and we're having lunch on Wednesday we're having lunch on Wednesday <laughs> more to come <laughs> And um, 30 years is not just uh, 30 years of a center existing and sitting is happening week after week. Uh, 30 years is 30 years of people growing in the Dharma. Mm. And, uh, and you know, it's quite inspiring and phenomenal to watch people develop, mature, grow in the Dharma. And it's a slow process. And it takes sometimes years. And I marvel at the transformation I see in so many people who are really staying in it year after year and grow and develop. And there's something palpably mature and stable and free and compassionate in a kind of very particular way of people who've been through the ringer, been through the challenges of sitting and sitting, challenges of community and keep showing up for it and working through. And uh, so the fact that this Insight Santa Cruz has been in 30 years is 30 years of people maturing and growing. And, uh, and that shouldn't be taken lightly. It counts for a lot. And 30 years of teachers like Mary Grace and Bob and Carla and Jason and people showing up and showing up. And uh, it's quite something to keep showing up for such events like this. And it's not always easy, uh, you know. You know, sometimes I've unfortunately joked <laughs> that uh, our job would be easy if it wasn't for the people. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <clears throat> but it'd be lonely. <laughs> and uh, but but the, we as teachers also mature in this process and grow. And uh, we as teachers benefit from being part of all this and developing all this. And it's really a wonderful incubator of 
a place like this. And um, and so I want to hopefully you appreciate that you're incubating yourselves, you're incubating teachers, and what in the world you're doing next to Trader Joe's, I don't know. <laughs> Shopping. 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 <laughs> It's a quite a phenomenal thing, the location of this place, given your lineage. The lineage is forest monastics. People sitting in the forest and meditating. Uh, people, you know, this is a con contemplative tradition usually. They do this level of contemplative life. Usually, historically, usually retreat from Trader Joe's. <laughs> you know, they go to monasteries, they go to forests, they become a desert uh, fathers and mothers. You know, they really kind of go someplace where they can do deep work. And to hang in, and, but mostly what that means is you hang in there, you keep doing it. And to have this happening in such a non-contemplative kind of center of commerce is powerful. And so you're not only incubating yourselves here and developing, you're doing something for Santa Cruz being here, and spilling over and affecting you. And uh, to, ex to explore and develop this Dharma practice in this kind of environment is an experiment, is a novel thing. You're kind of pioneers of something really exciting. And, uh, you know, and so I hope that uh, you really appreciate what you have here and um, the momentum that's been created over these 30 years, and all of you contribute to it, and are stepping into it, and supporting it, and let it just that momentum just keep carrying forward, because in 10 more years, it'll be 40 years of the journey, and more and more years, and the people who come in and join, don't just join as beginners, you know, like, when there was nothing, uh, they actually plug in and by osmosis, by inspiration, by example, are actually tuning into that maturity. Mm -hmm. And they benefit so much better, you know, so much quicker. They get the idea of what's going on. So this is a phenomenal institution here, a phenomenal place. And, uh, and not so many places like this exist in, in this country. And I hope all of you will care for it well. Thank you. But now I have to add a piece because Back in the California street days, as we began to think about having our own place, we had a visioning meeting. Some of you may remember that. People drew pictures and had ideas. And it was one of these things where you could say anything, dream anything. And so one of the very popular ideas was that we would have an urban center and a center in the country. <laughs> so it was pretty clear that we couldn't do that. We didn't have the money. So we did the urban thing very well. I really appreciate what you're saying. And Gil and his group decided, well, you know, the Santa Cruz Redwoods were the perfect place for their little meditation center. So without it costing us, <laughs> we now have both, which is a real gift. So thank you for that, too. And um, it's actually very interesting, this little vortex here. And actually, there's a plaque on the building below, right next to us here. This was actually the original, the last original Chinatown of um, 
Santa Cruz, and um, I just want to honor honor that. And it feels wonderful that we have a, a Buddhist center here. And the Chinese. And there's a wisdom center, a Tibetan center within the, this building. There's a, a shul, a temple here. There is so many therapists, acupuncturists in this little area right here. There's a, there's a medical, an alternative medical clinic here. So this is a, a place of healing. I want to read, um, so this is from Joe. This is when I began practicing with Vipassana Santa Cruz in 2000, I didn't have a clue. I was completely unaware. I didn't know the power of the Sangha. It's the community, the most precious third gem that carried me through the calm and the storm. I didn't know how, to, how the encouragement, support, or the teachings would push me beyond comfort and familiarity and to explore suffering. I didn't know how it would encourage me to offer to offer service in prison and teaching at Vipassana and Vipassana Santa Cruz and then to become Insight Santa Cruz. The Sangha has changed, grown, diversified, embraced a larger community. We're growing and transitioning, a period of creative endeavor. May we respond, may we respond to the change and stay true to the Dharma, to the four noble truths in all that we do. May Insight Santa Cruz have a future that allows us to wake up together with much love and gratitude, Jill. And from Bruce, who's recuperating with his uh, hip replacements. His dear fellow Sangha members, I first discovered Vipassana Santa Cruz, now Insight Santa Cruz in 1999. Huh, Jill said 2000, so I'm going to have to talk with him about this. <laughs> I had always had a curiosity about Eastern religions conditioned by my readings of Jack Kerouac books in my youth, <laughs> and then my experience as a physician in Vietnam during the Vietnam War in a Buddhist country in 1969 and 1970. Somehow I knew I would be a meditator. I found yoga upon returning from the war, but it took me 29 years to find a Buddhist sitting group. I'm so grateful to my Insight Santa Cruz teachers, Mary Grace Orr, Bob Stahl, the monastic community, Abigiri, and many other outside teachers for all you do who have been on the path with me all along the way. The Dharma has brought me many gifts, perhaps the most important ones being the gift of being able to share the Dharma with others in life and specifically as a teacher at Insight Santa Cruz and in prison. My wish is that Insight Santa Cruz remain solid and cohesive, that it continue to bring the Dharma to Santa Cruz in a kind, clear, and compassionate way, including all beings, whatever their race, gender, sexual identity, religion, economic status. I hope, in parentheses, I hope I didn't leave anything out. Um, I send my love to you all. I'm sorry that uh, one of the heavenly messengers is keeping me from attending today's <laughs> celebration. The next time you see see me, uh, I will have a shiny, new, and smooth left hip. <laughs> Love, Bruce. Mm. <laughs> so why don't we just sit for another few minutes and just taking this all in.
And so what we thought is in a few minutes is maybe we can break into groups of threes or fours and just to introduce yourself and perhaps share a little bit about when, when did you start coming to Insight Santa Cruz, perhaps how it's touched you. And I actually got to maybe ask uh, Linda or Karen, there's, we supposedly have some notes somewhere you could write little notes in in the love shack. Someone named this the love shack. This little <laughs> corner of the room, there is some um, stickies and pens and and we're going to have a, a break in a little bit. And if you wanted to express anything written, you're welcome to. Um, is, is there a place? Is uh, The stickies and pens are all over here. So everything is over there in the little love shack. And you're welcome to write a little note and place it there. I want to also thank Celeste, who really incredibly yeah. wrote you know, this, this beautiful, happy anniversary 30 years with uh i just found out uh sticks from her plum tree mm -hmm. and uh she said it needed a pruning and this would be a good place to use them so thank you so much um so maybe yeah if we could get together in groups of threes and fours and introducing yourselves maybe share a little bit about um, when you started coming here what's touched you and i'll ring the bell in a little bit and and we'll Maybe get a little harvest of what some people have said, but then we'll take a little break and and then we'll come back for a closing sit. Thank you. Mm. This last uh, full moon was the micro harvest moon. <laughs> harvest moon, the harvest. So um, in the spirit of harvest, this is harvest time. Love if anyone in our community would like to just say a few words and maybe just uh, ask you to speak loudly rather than passing the mic. That will take a little bit longer. But we'd love to just say any harvesting of um, what was shared between you. And so a little time for our community. And then, of course, yes, we'll understand. Yeah, well, yeah, then if you could kindly stand, that would be helpful so we can see you. And we'll do this for a little bit. And then we'll have a, a community potluck. Um, we talked about our history with Insight Sanders, and that was interesting. And then also about our connections in other spiritual communities in the Santa Cruz area. So it's, it's, it's really kind of neat to see how it, it's not rigidly one thing. It's like the Dharma can come at you from the from a number of different arms. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I was just going to say we've picked up on some of the same theme that those connections across different communities of practice are enriching for us, and that it's also been really enriching to find a way that we balance reaching out to a much wider range of people while retaining this core shared focus on the dark. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, what Mary brought up with the, the star uh, and how many real spiritual centers we do have in this area, um, I reflected on my visits to my family back in New Jersey and in the last, well, the last three years, I've been able to find two locations when I go back there that I can actually practice. But before that, there was zilch within 100 miles. 
And, you know, from what you said, Mary, uh, thank you uh, for acknowledging that. We are in a Mecca of <laughs> Dharma in this community, in this whole area, in the Bay Area. And I just really want to appreciate how fortunate we are with so many resources. I mean, when Gil and IMS, INC moved into our backyard, I was like, I was all over it. <laughs> um, as, you know, as I've lived there for three years. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's just, you know, here in Santa Cruz, just over the hill, and LMB right down the road, and all through the Santa Cruz Mountains. And we are so fortunate. Yeah. Thank you. Take advantage of it. Heidi, please. I think that we, we're all very grateful and, and interested to hear the story of the different places we've inhabited. But I think we sometimes lose track our lose the focus on how we have grown in our programs, mm -hmm. which is really about the people mm -hmm. and how we connect to each other by coming to different classes and courses and sits and half days and day longs and the, the various sangha groups that we take part in and how we connect with each other and form real deep, real friendships that go on for years and how often we really begin to feel part of Insight Santa Cruz when we take a role, when we, when we step up and volunteer to do something. And then we feel, oh, this is my sangha, this is mm -hmm. my center. Mm -hmm. And um, it's really precious to me to just look around the room and see so many dear friends. Mm -hmm. And that's something that mm -hmm. I feel very, very grateful to Insight mm -hmm. Santa Cruz. Thank you, Heidi. There's a beautiful story of Ananda speaking to the Buddha. Ananda's uh, the Buddha's attendant and, and um, also the memorizer of all of the teachings. When you read the canonical literature, you first start with, thus have I heard. That's Ananda. But there was a day where Ananda was saying to the Buddha, looking out at a gathering, and saying to the Buddha, so inspired that the Sangha is like half of the holy life. And evidently the Buddha smiled and said, Ananda, the Sangha is the whole of the holy life. And so, yeah, we, we, we are the Sangha. We are supporting each other, the refuge of those that have awakened before us, but we as a community are supporting each other to awaken. And this is very special. And speaking of volunteering, we have a volunteering coordinator right here, Carol Morgan. And if you want to volunteer, see Carol. <laughs> I want to thank Carol for her boundless work in supporting the center. I just want to, I want to add to what Heidi said because Heidi was actually one of my strongest teachers um, in this whole process of building community. And you know, when we started, you know, there wasn't any spirit rock. There were retreats that happened here and there was sort of a gypsy affair. And they'd pop up and a group of people would offer to cook and and then it would disband. And then, you know, Jack finally moved to California and he had his sitting group. But it wasn't a community. So when we started, that was kind of the model we had. You know, I had my sitting group. And all of you, many of you, were really my teachers in 
hey, we got to have a bigger vision than that and be more inclusive and involve more people. So I definitely want to thank you all for that because you probably have taught me at least as much, if not more. And you're probably still teaching Bob, I hope. Getting, yeah. getting the good cook. <laughs> We're all getting the good cook. Please. I just wanted to honor Insight Santa Cruz. Um, Insight Santa Cruz and the board and the teachers for committing to finding out how to make us more truly inclusive. And I just wanted to honor that we had um, Kitsy and Crystal come down from East Bay Meditation Center and do the awakening um, as, as a group for people who were white to awaken together to white privilege. And then the diversity and inclusivity committees kind of continued that. And there's a waking up to white privilege group. And and then also the, the same leadership's um, been honoring learning more about gender. And it's, I, I've been in other groups where that had to be grassroots. And it's really, I just feel really honored that it's also top down that the, the, the Sangha leadership has made that commitment. And even though we still kind of, many of us all look alike, we're doing everything that we can to find a way for people <coughs> to feel welcome, like you were describing that, like coming in and not seeing anybody that looked like you. And it's really important. And we were thinking, of how does the foyer, how do we let that be known that everybody's welcome? Thank you. Um, yeah, I got a little choked up, so I didn't actually finish. What I, mm, my, yeah. my point around that was that that even though I was a little bit felt on the outside, um, that every time that I came to a, a Thursday night or a noon or a day long, I would get fed a little bit of Dhamma, a little bit of heart, a little bit, just enough uh, where I felt comfortable. And I never, um, never felt... Um, no, let me say put it this way. I felt seen. And then uh, after feeling seen, and I hope that this is your experience here too, after being seen, I actually um, began to get lifted, uh, where I began to get lifted up um, and into sitting more retreats and then eventually to taking a Dharma seat. Um, and it, it, it's been a beautiful journey uh, and most of my life. I want it to be seen. Mm. And so my hope is that, that you can have that experience here. And not just seen physically, right? But seen in your heart, yeah? Seen for uh, your true nature. So uh, that's been my experience here, no matter what the building or not building. You know, had, you know outside nature, day longs and whatnot as well. So I just wanted to say that much, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Here's the ring, yeah. I just uh, don't like to talk in public, but I need to say, <laughs> really, I want to appreciate that Bob uh, and Santa Cruz in this community has helped me to address the Dharma <laughs> in a way that is not religious, and it was uh, threatening for me. So. Uh, it's been an amazing path since I came to Inside Santa Cruz uh, as a person, as uh, having a community that supports me in my immigration to, uh, from Mexico. 
and that is also holding the space, a beautiful space, not only for me, but for all the Mexican people that is by now, uh, for years now, experiencing much more violence. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I want to uh, acknowledge that in 2012, uh, Bob invited me to start a, a Spanish sitting here in Inside San Luis. And we invited Andrea Castillo from uh, Redwood City. And we have been also going, attending the Spanish retreat uh, in IRS. And that has been like little by little supporting a community here that then we are joining the people of color seat uh, as well. So I wanted also to just to join you in the in celebrating that Inside Santa Cruz has been very, very intentional in including uh, the community. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you. Please. Uh, I moved to Santa Cruz a year ago, and it can kind of be hard making friends, uh, no matter how many people you talk to in the grocery lines. <laughs> Sometimes that makes it harder for some reason. <laughs> um, but when I moved from Santa Barbara, my friend and teacher, Shelly Galt, told me that I could find community and friends at Inside Santa Cruz. So I came here. and. The way I even found Shelly Galt was, you know, mindfulness-based stress reduction groups on my campus, and it it wasn't always about the content that we were reading, but just the group of people that came together and were willing to listen to you, mm -hmm. and it felt really special. And um, I found the book again recently, and it was really cool to see that the book was a, a box stall. <laughs> <laughs> and so I feel like now. The friends that I've made here that have been keeping me here and the friends in my past that have brought me here have just reminded me so much about what community means to me and how special this can be. So um, my name is Shane and um, I just wanted to, my heart just opened up a little bit, well a lot more. Um, after I've been hearing things from Jason and um, just the, the way that um, this sangha truly does open itself to people of diversity of all types. So we have the white privilege groups and I'm part of the, me being a gay identified man and also being able to feel completely seen and honored for the gifts that I bring. And um, I'm really hoping, my vision is that we have even more people of color come here, right? So I'm hoping that we can find some way of making that door even more obvious to them. But um, I just did a half day with uh, Tiffany Wong. And so she's a uh, Chinese woman who's a teacher here. And we did a, a half day on true belonging. So, and I was just amazed at how many people came. And it was a really beautiful experience for me to be involved with. And so to be able to have a place where we really are putting this large message out about, you really can be here and feel like you belong. Mm. And of course, the message during that half day was to truly belong is not actually to belong in a way where you adjust yourself so that people like you or want to be with you, but to true belonging is to belong to yourself. 
like the Buddha talks about actually having your refuge actually be here. Mm -hmm. And we do it, we're doing a really good job with that from my perspective. So thank you all. Oh, one last thing. And also thank you to Bob because similar to what the people said, I've gotten a huge clear message from Bob, you know, come here, you are welcome and please do what you can do to to um, offer all that you have. And so I just think that you have done an amazing job, Bob, of helping to bring inclusivity and open that doorway even more. And I hope that we all have take on that mantle to continue it even more. Yes. Maybe time for one or two more, please. So when I've been here, I've just been really happy with how friendly everybody is, and invited, and Bob used to be the thing where he brings the small groups, which I just had to leave. It's really great. It really forced me to kind of open up and meet people, and it's helped me here, and it's helped me in other parts of my life. So it's really been dramatically helpful for me. Um, and I have a request. Um, I'm also the um, newsletter co-editor. And I'm feeling such a strong sense of love and Sandra right now that I would really love if anybody's interested to stay after this to kind of get a big group photo in the front of people around. <laughs> you can all just kind of crowd in front and I can take pictures for the newsletter for posterity. So maybe a couple more and then we'll have our potluck. So um I was thinking about how the message of the Dharma is so ubiquitous and it speaks through different vehicles and you know it's beautiful to have a refuge like this to come to and share it with people but there's also other ways to access it and I wanted to thank actually you Gil who I've never met but <laughs> I came across your book, The Issue at Hand, and I don't know how I got it. It's possible I was at your center once in um, um, Palo Alto, I think, but it was too far for me to go to. I don't know. Somehow your book landed in my hands. And that, that book has carried me through the 10 years, the last 10 years, where I have um, committed to my practice. And so when I couldn't be somewhere listening to a speaker, I carried your book with me. And I, and you know it's a small book. I don't know if you yeah, know that book. But it's I'm telling big... you, I'm just getting to the end of it. And I'm surprised because the ending is exactly what I think right now. And it took me 10 years to get there. And I even snuck that book. I went on my first silent retreat with a woman called Susie Harrington, named Susie Harrington, you probably know her. And we went on the Green River, and we weren't supposed to talk. And I'd never been on a retreat where you don't talk. I'd never been on a retreat like that. And when it started, we met in a park. And she said, I told her I brought my iPad because I was writing a book and I had this and that and the other thing. She goes, oh, no, no, you can't bring those things because the message, you're supposed to get direct tra transmission. Right? So I left all that behind, but I snuck your book. <laughs> <laughs> so I carried that with me. <laughs> Thank you. So if 
like maybe one one more, and then we actually before our potluck, a, a little blessing that we want to offer. Please. Um, I was reflecting in the small group that we had here about how um, I came to Insight, and around I think February of 2017, and I've been in a lot of different like healing work. Um, and my, I had been actually at the time challenged to do like a 30 and 30, and I started out refuge recovery, and then someone invited me to Insight. And at my first sit, I remember looking around, and I was like, there's something about the people here. <laughs> like there, there's something that's happening that's different, that has this quality of, of authenticity, I could feel it. And, and after that, um, I've been coming ever since. And something that, I mean, and we've all, we've all talked about it, there's this genuine, earnest effort for inclusivity that is present here um, is something that fosters and like creates that. And I remember coming in and seeing the all gender restrooms and then hearing you, Bob, um, talk about how like uh, diversity and practicing that is like at the core of like the Dhamma really in a lot of ways. And then hearing Kara Haney at the beginning of their sits talk about um, how like the reason that we as pronouns is to practice clear seeing and to not make assumptions. And um, as I've gone through my journey and have practiced here, like I have been, you know, this concept of refuge, I've just been held. I've been held so much in this past winter. Um, I just like, I volunteered for Kara and like was there pretty much every Sunday. Um, and it really, really was a tether. And now I'm in this position where I'm doing healing work. Um, I'm a recovery counselor at an eating disorder clinic, mm, and mm. in our group, it's it's interesting, you know, when you tell people that, you get all sorts of different reactions, and sometimes I get a little tense when I say it, you know, I can notice, like, oh, how's this person going to respond, um, and, like, the group, we actually had this wonderful conversation, and then some people were talking about um, vegetarianism in their practice, and I was, and, and how that's, you know, so a part of their um, practice of practicing the Dhamma, and I was like, well, actually, you know, for me, um, it was quite opposite. It, I was a vegetarian for six years, and my my radical act was including all food groups. <laughs> but then everyone in the small group was like, yes, you know, like wow. And, and so, like, not even diversity on the level. Of, <laughs> you know, it goes so deep into a nuanced way. It's not just you know. I mean, all of the the broader intersections that we experience, but even understanding that Dhamma is at the core, but the way that that manifests actually can look different, you know, and then really seeing that and lived, you know, and um, yeah, and I'm, I'm doing this healing work and so much of what I learned here, I come here for refuge and I'm able to, to take that and heal and, and hold it and then I'm able to give it. You know, I run, I run a, a mindfulness group, and <laughs> which I, I got to pick what to title the group, and it's mindfulness and self-compassion. So, um, thank you all for the community that you are creating here, um, and for all of these teachers that stand before me, and and just the gift, the gift it is to be able to come here and receive and receive and things that are freely offered at a place that is built on things that are freely offered and then to be able to give. So thank all of you. Um. <laughs> so I just want to say that I feel very gifted by today. And I'm gifted, let's see if I can do this without crying. I feel gifted by everything that you have all said because it lets me know that it just has continued to grow and blossom beyond anything I could ever have imagined. 
And that's really wonderful. It's also a gift to hear that I left it in very capable hands right here. And that um, Bob has done such a good job of leading you and is so loved. It's like, oh, I made a right choice. You know, that's good. So I, yeah. You know, I'm getting up there in age. I expect to be around for a while, but of course we never know. And so it feels like, well, if it turned out that I didn't make it to the 35th, that would be just, it, it might not be fine, but you know, <laughs> it, I would know that good things have happened, good things have been growing, and yeah, many blessings on the next 30 years. 40, 40. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that there's uh, you to gain your second 30 years, and then when you get around to it, the third 30 years, <laughs> that you do it uh, with open hearts. Mm. That includes everyone, meaning. Don't turn your back on anyone. And if there's challenges in the community, embrace it as a stepping stone to have even a more open heart. May this community be known for its open hearts. Just in closing to say, um, you know, for me, one of the big turnarounds uh, where I began to actually feel a part of was, as Heidi said, and as Carol had talked about, I began to be a part of. So I began to invite myself to things and stay after and help clean up. And then there was volunteer positions that began volunteering. And then this became my spiritual home because I, I made it so. Because I, it was always here. It was just about allowing myself the honor of being a part of it in that way. And so I just want to invite you all, because um, it kind of sounds like a pain in the neck sometimes, but you get more than you give. And uh, that's been true for me. So just want to put that out there. Um, I just want to say that I was also really touched by everything that people said, and it made me think back to something Gil said at the beginning. It's not just 30 years of a, a center, it's 30 years of practice, and it's like it's infusing the atmosphere, and 30 years of people growing, and to, even if you're new, you, you get to take advantage of the 30 years of development and growth and maturation and understanding that's been happening and I'm, I'm really feeling that today and so I want to thank everybody for that and, and encouraging people to to um, to share to share share your experience with each other as often as you can so thank you <laughs> Yeah, may, um, just looking ahead, may, may we continue to grow in Dharma, to grow in wisdom and compassion, 
And um, you know, the sense of the dharma of identity is so important because it's our identities that separate us from one another as we get solidified in this um, way of seeing. And to me, the, the deepest libera liberative teachings of the dharma is seen through the conditions, experience with the unconditioned. And these conditions are the places where we feel separate, alone, and and so the intention to be open to see where our biases are, our limited visions, to commit ourselves to begin to become aware of these blinders and to begin to become less held hostage by them. As our greed and hatred and ignorance begin to decrease in our contentment and open-heartedness and clarity, wisdom, understanding of suffering, its causes, the path to liberation becomes even more clear. This is our vision. It's a beautiful saying by a Spanish poet, Antonio Machado. He says, some say it's good to dream and others say it's better to live. But best of all, my friend, is to awaken. Best of all, my friend, is to awaken. Awaken from our ignorance. Awaken into wisdom and compassion. So let's just sit for another minute and um, have our potluck. Thank you very much for everyone for coming here today. It means a lot. It means a lot.